to the Hallmarkies podcast. Hi, Hallmarkies. My name is Cami. I am the Hook Tardy, and I am here with my lovely co-host, Carrie. Hi, everybody. And this is so exciting because this is my very first podcast with the lovely Brie Hill. Hi, Brie. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you too. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> well, we are, are so excited too, because this is like kind of be the beginning of a, a brand new friendship. I know. I know. <laughs> I mean, we've been talking for like, friendship. we've been chatting for like 10 minutes and I'm like, I just want to take them for coffee so we right. can talk about movies. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. I would love that. All of you Hallmarkies out there, Brie has officially joined the Hallmarkies podcast. So you are going to be seeing a whole lot more of her and we get to have our very first episode with her. So, so much fun. Yeah. All right. This is a big one. We are going to be covering not one, not two, but three movies in this recap we are covering the one winter trilogy that's what i'm calling it okay. <laughs> is that the official title the one winter trilogy i think that is well it's the hooked hardy official title okay. and so therefore it is official <laughs> we're sticking with it it's the let's thing. do it <laughs> we'll okay, stick with my notes <laughs> write it in ink uh-huh <laughs> Okay, so first of all, overall, as a trilogy, what do you guys think? Yeah, you know what? As a trilogy, I really like it because I like the characters of Ben and Kara so much. And then, of course, Sean and, oh, goodness, her name. Um, thank you. And Megan, Sean and Megan. Um, I just like them as like this foursome this group yeah. of friends they really developed yeah. their friendship as a as couples really well and mm -hmm. then as you know the two guys and the two girls and so as a trilogy I just like it because I wanted to go deeper into their stories and we do mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. Bree yeah I really liked it overall I like you said I really loved the friendship element I loved the scene seeing in all three movies we get moments of Kara and Megan like getting dressed and going out and yeah. then seeing Sean and Ben hanging out or talking you know over yeah. FaceTime and stuff like that so we really got to see how important their like previous like friendship like lifelong relationships are and then how everything how those dynamics were together and I just I really liked it at first I was like do we need a trilogy for this but it worked <laughs> Right. That's always a good question though. You know, do yeah, we because need a trilogy? Does this add to yeah, what the, I thought of them before? The so, first yeah. movie really stood strong on its own, I think. Yeah. So I was like a little nervous, but yeah, I really liked it. Mm -hmm. As a trilogy, I am, I am fond of these movies. Yeah. Um, one thing that I love is just when you think you know them so well, then another surprise comes up. Yeah. And another element is added to their characters. Another element is added to their history. For instance, in the first movie, we find out that Kara and Megan have been best friends since college. But in One Perfect Wedding, we find out that they have been 
best friends since at the latest the summer after eighth grade oh yeah yeah. but because they were best friends and Kara made her that bracelet I'm guessing that they were probably (laughs) that they were probably best friends way before that so that that was one of that was one of my favorite things about it is just when you thought you knew everything about it right then you get another surprise okay next question which movie out of the three is your favorite Carrie yes I think it's the first one I mean it's Mm got to be the first one for me like you said Brie it's on its own a standalone it's it's a great movie you know just we're going to talk a little bit more about it so I'll save some some reasons why but that that would be the first one for me okay Brie Mm -hmm. interesting (laughs) my favorite is the second (laughs) I love that why I don't, there was something so much, it was just really fun. The second movie was a lot of fun and like rewatching the first one, I was reminded of something that like, I tend to get bothered by. And that's the whole like journalists, the boss that steps in and does the thing. And I'm just like, Oh, this is the, that the first time I watched that first movie years ago, I was like, Oh no, like (laughs) this, this really bothers me. But then I, yeah, I loved the second one. You're right. They're, they definitely did have that boss that stepped in and like kind of caused havoc, right? Wreaked havoc a little bit with that article. Yeah. Okay. I see. I get it. Good point. Favorite one for me. This must be because we're both from Texas because my favorite was the second one. <laughs> <laughs> I am a sucker for a continuing story. When a movie ends with the first kiss, it actually makes me a little sad because <laughs> I, I used to have, I, I wouldn't go as far as to say fantasies, but when You've Got Mail first came out mm-hmm. and, you know, they're apart the entire movie yeah. and then they come together at the very end. Don't even yeah. get me started on Sleepless in Seattle, but... <laughs> That's my favorite movie. No, I love it. I love it. But they have so little time together. Oh, yeah. But anyway, so when they come together on You've Got Mail, the first kiss is in the last five seconds of the movie. And I used to think back to one of the lines that Joe Fox says, I would have asked for your number. And I would have oh. said, what about coffee or drinks or yeah. dinner? And the only thing we would argue about was what movie to rent on Saturday night. And I said, you know, what would that look like? Yeah. yeah. What would that relationship look like when he shows up at her door with flowers, yeah. knocks on the door, she opens it, they say hi and kiss and he comes in and they have a movie to rent and they pop some popcorn and sit on the couch and cuddle. Yeah. And I was like, I want to <laughs> see that. You know, so, Did so- you catch the sleepless in Seattle, like the little tidbit in the third movie? Which- yes. Which thing? Where Megan was like, um, oh gosh, they're like talking on the phone or something. And, and Kara says something to Megan and Megan says, 
oh, I've seen that movie. I know how it ends. Oh, and I was yeah. like, is this a sleep? Because they're from Seattle, right? I'm like, right. is this a in Seattle? Pun? Okay. Maybe. <laughs> so are, are you enjoying now that in, in some of these movies, now that we're getting, they kiss like halfway through. Are mm-hmm. you enjoying oh, the halfway through kiss? Girl, I say yes every <laughs> single time. <laughs> And if there's not a midway movie kiss, I say, what's the problem with you people? <laughs> I am. I really am enjoying that. I'm actually enjoying that they would like finish a kiss. We heard a um one of the one of the writers, Nina, Nina Weinman. Yes. Um, she said one time, if they are both single, if they are both, you know, like if they're both interested in, in why not let them finish a kiss? You know, yeah. why all these interruptions? And so th- she was saying that the culture of the writer, homework writers was changing that way. You know, why not let them kiss? And I love that. I, I thought that I was such know. a great insight. When when Ben comes up behind Kara and scares her with a noisemaker and then immediately they kiss each other hello, I just went, okay, I'm going to love this movie. <laughs> you love it finishing. That's, that's fun. That's fun. Okay. That'll, that's, that's cool. I love that first one though, that, um, well, let's get into that first oh, one. Okay. So let's yes, go. go for it. Yeah. Go Carrie, go. I mean, I just, I love the introduction of these two friends, both of them just trying to get away, you know, like want, they're so busy at work. And so they're trying to get away. They love snor- snowboarding and, and then they rent the chalet. They're so excited for a girls weekend. And all of a sudden there's this mix up and they have to share this chalet with this other group of friends, you know, these two yeah. guys and two of them are mad about it. Two of them are kind of into it. And I, I love that this animosity right away, this, um, that Kara and Ben feel for each other and they have to like get to know each other. And then they start to really genuinely like each other. And, but there's some mystery there. I don't know. I, I think it's a really fun, it sets it up in a really fun way to me. What did you guys think about this chalet mix up thing? Are you like, Oh, this again, or do you just like, can you dive into that? I mean, it's, it's a trope. You know, it's a trope of stuck together. The fact that there was not a single thing available, I was kind of, what is that? But yes, yes, that is totally (laughs) plausible that nothing else would be available. And that's why they only could book half a chalet and then they just didn't read the fine print. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think my favorite part was the reactions. Like you said, Carrie, the... You know, just the, oh, we got to fix this on Kara and Ben's part. And then, you know, Ben goes over to Sean and I sort of messed up. <laughs> and, and then he goes, it's all good. The more the merrier. I mean, it's a huge bummer given our yeah. messed up yeah. guys weekend and all. Cool. So yeah. <laughs> is that Cabernet? You know? <laughs> I mean, I, I love shot. And the other thing is, you know, then Megan jumps in a few minutes later and says, there is a really nice deck out front. Maybe we should. And Sean just picks right up on that cue. Yeah. You can immediately see the connection between yeah. Megan and Sean. Like, yes, let's just take this party out front. And <laughs> they're the, they're immediately established as the peacemakers. They're oh, yeah. the ones that are going to keep the, that they are going to keep 
these two other very passionate people level-headed you know and that was it just that they are the ones that force them to calm down so I really really liked that dynamic yeah yeah Yeah, I really liked how they balanced like they gave us just enough of both we know that we're following Kara and Ben but then they give us enough where you're like I want, I want to follow more of Meg, Megan and, and Sean too. And, but like their story, I felt never really overshadowed the other two. Mm-hmm. And as far as the, like the chalet, I just, I love when you're watching those Hallmark movies where it's like fate is just determined to put <laughs> these two together <laughs> yes. and it may not be believable in to some people, but <laughs> us like Hallmark lovers, romance lovers were like, oh, this is just fate <laughs> having its way. <laughs> They just, well, they have to do it. They, they have, have to, to, they have to work it through. Yeah. yeah. See, I love that. So what was so funny to me about, um, these couples, no, well, not the couples, the friends, the friend group. So Kara and Megan, like how they vacation together was very casual. They didn't have to be together every minute. Yeah. Like, Oh, I'm going to go over here and do this. Okay, sure. Well, I'm going to go do this. And, and that was really, the second time that I watched it through or third or fourth, I don't know how many times, but um, I noticed that because I was like, oh, wow. When you go on vacation with someone in my mind, it's like, what are we doing now? Well, where are we going then? You know, and you're mm-hmm. together all the time because you you decided to vacation together. Yeah. Right. They didn't. I liked that. that too. I was like, they really aren't even together that much, but they're no. so comfortable with each other that they don't have to be. Well, yeah. and the guys too, Yeah, you know, the yeah. guys were kind of cool doing their own thing. And, you know, Sean didn't want to do anything that even resembled work. Right. <laughs> and, and I love when, when he said, I slept in, it's 8 a.m. <laughs> it was like noon for a surgeon. You know? Yes. <laughs> That was the other thing. They really set them all up with very interesting jobs and goals and um, success. Like they all had su- success in different yeah. different ways. And um, one entrepreneurial work, you know, that he did with his snowboards, Ben, the surgeon, Sean, the, well, she was an admin, but then she worked her way up, Megan, through this uh, magazine company and another one. And then Kara with her writing and setting goals for books. I mean, I thought that was really fun too, just to see all of them as singles, successful singles. And and I loved how, I loved how Kara kept reminding Megan, because Megan was like doing all these interviews and she's like, why aren't you applying for the job? Like you right. already do the job. And I was like, sometimes it takes an outside person to be like, you can do this. Yes. And I, I just love seeing that like supportive support, yes. that support coming from her. Yeah also really loved how because you can obviously tell that Kara and Ben are the creative ones mm-hmm. because the the other two have more of the business-like type jobs you got a surgeon which I hope you don't get creative with being a surgeon <laughs> <laughs> unless you get creative with saving someone's life you know right and an assistant, mm-hmm. you know, she goes and does what she's told. She has more of the business side of, mm-hmm. for the job. Kara and Ben are the more creative ones. And I think that's why the two of them fall in love. Mm-hmm. But they were creative in their own rights. 
and in their own areas, which made them similar, but not too much alike. Mm -hmm. Um, I love when Ben said, um, innovation has taken a backseat to image. You know, when, when he talked about the idea for a groove in the helmet for a ponytail, he said, that's something that my company 10 years ago would have jumped on. But now innovation has taken a backseat to image. Yeah. And, you know, Ben content to stay in and read because he's laying low. And <laughs> right. I love what he's just I love what he's, of their company. Right. right. And I like said, it's this new author I found. She's becoming one of my favorites. I'm like, oh, smooth move, <laughs> man. Oh, yeah. Smooth move. <laughs> because he's he's creative. You know, we, we already saw him with an Agatha Christie novel and that don't don't tell me (laughs) so we already know he's creative we already know that he's that he's innovative and that he likes to create and all of that and so being paired up with Kara and that the two of them can toss ideas about their perspective areas back and forth that that really gave me a lot of respect for the writers in that they established credence Because when you think about it, you're talking about people who fell in love in two days, right? Which can (laughs) feel far-fetched, except if you're a hopeless romantic, (laughs) no comment, (laughs) but it really gave credence because they spent a lot of time together. Right. And they, they already had an interest in the other one's work. You know, the other one made a vocation of she was already a snowboarder, so she could talk shop with him, although it was in more of a a hobby type of way. He already was a mystery reader. He loves mysteries. And so he could encourage her and have a valued opinion, you know, on what what she wrote. So that that establishing that was pretty cool. I liked that. Okay, let's go to the smoldering glance because <laughs> let's be honest people that's one of the reasons why we're here <laughs> to have a man who looks like ben livingston look at you the way he looked at kara <clears throat> i wouldn't mind <laughs> it was hot yeah it was <laughs> I, but, but that's it like it it felt so genuine. It, there was a connection underneath it, yeah, which exactly. was really, really precious to me because sometimes someone gives a hot look because they're supposed to give a hot look, you know? And But this one, you feel that connection, that undercurrent. So when she comes out in that dress and he's like, oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's, you feel that connection. So that's oh, yeah. fun. I felt it. And then when the end happened, you know, when the, the, the craziness happens towards the end, I was like, oh, he's really hurt because that look he gave her earlier. Yes. <laughs> I felt it. Did you guys notice that in this movie, they don't match? She has a green dress. He has a blue tie. And we'll get more into this in a second. But in one winter proposal, He's in a blue suit and a blue tie, and she's in a blue dress. Oh. And I just said, oh my goodness, is this done on purpose? If it it is, 
good on the costume department, you know. (laughs) But I think one of my, I think one of my favorite parts in that whole auction scene uh, was when, when Ben said, who was he? And, you know, she tries to deny it. And then, um, okay, yes, there was a guy, you know, (laughs) and then, (laughs) well, whoever he was, I should thank him for what? For whatever he did to lose you, I'm like, oh, be still my heart. <laughs> my husband has said that a million times that it never ceases to make my heart jump. He said, he said, what are you talking about? Why should I, what, why should I be mad at that guy? He said, no, his loss is my gain. Like, yeah. Fabulous. We love to hear it. So cute. So I love that. So wait. Okay. So here's one thing that I really appreciate about this movie. Okay. We're, we're all ready for the betrayal. We're all ready to storm off into the winter, you know, and, and leave this, every, some things unspoken. And then the power goes out. And then the girl, that goes. is just what I was going to say. I love how it's think we are. It's fate. <laughs> they it will not let them leave the chalet. Yeah. But it's, I love that actually about this movie. I'm like, yes, make them sit there and talk it through, you know? Like- well, because in so many other movies, they don't. Yeah. yeah. They part because of a childish misunderstanding or right, they yeah. mishear something and they don't check their facts and nothing's holding them back. And so they do leave. Yeah. yeah. You know, but they, you know, she gives them the whole dating rule. Number one, never leave abruptly. Okay, I deserve that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then my publicist got upset when that picture of us went viral. He said the best thing would be for me to just leave. So it wasn't your idea? I'm like, hmm. Never would have found that out if you had right. stormed off. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that I I really appreciate that about this movie and this writing and you know let us talk it through like adults and then you're coming together at the end is a lot more real to me and a lot more genuine and I can celebrate it more I, I loved am, the I, right I was there. wrong the I was wrong Ben I loved it I was like you were wrong Ben <laughs> this is the cutest I, grovel ever I have right? one gr- I have one grouse he Ooh. didn't put a time they never specify a time. Oh, <laughs> I was wrong. Meet me at our cafe. Yeah. Like, okay, that is precious, but when? <laughs> like, like when I make is she my supposed kids to show up? <laughs> but it's like I make my kids, and they're like, "Say, I'm sorry." Well, I'm sorry, and I'm like, "Sorry for what?" You know, like yeah. name, name the thing you're sorry for, right? So that's, that means a lot when someone does that. I remember thinking like rewatching it, she shows up, like he's standing there, his back's to her and you see her come in. And I was like, how does she know to show up at this time? <laughs> Cause he never <laughs> told her. <laughs> oh my gosh. I misunderstood that. You're right. A time, like come yeah. and meet at that. Oh, I thought you meant like I was wrong for this no, one thing. time time it works I've heard it both ways no I'm kidding (laughs) so true so true how did she know what time okay Bray, go for it sorry finish up finish your breath oh that yeah I was just like 
how did she know to show up right now? But it was beautiful. I was able to forgive it because like the lighting was perfect. It, it was, was so perfect. <laughs> well, and then he, and then he does the best groveling job without using his British accent. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> when someone can grovel that well and not even use his accent that we all find very attractive, then you know he's doing something right. Yeah. You know, so, I, I know I'm sorry, won't cut it. You could always try it out. Like, oh, <laughs> not giving him an inch, good girl. <laughs> and that cafe, that cafe, I feel like is something Brie would find and go read at that cafe, right? Absolutely. <laughs> I was like, I love that there's books all over the place and coffee. What a romantic setting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and speaking of which, we end on, can I ask you on a real date? We are in the romance section. <laughs> so smooth. So, so very smooth. smooth. Very smooth. He had a setback with jumping to conclusions, but for we that line, him. we forgive him. We <laughs> him. Yes. <laughs> it okay. was a great start. Moving on to one winter proposal. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I know that we are going to get to this, but can I just say that this was probably the best small screen proposal I have ever seen outside of When Calls the Heart. (laughs) (laughs) When Calls the Heart, Hallmarkies, if you haven't watched that proposal, it's in season four. You won't get all of the nuances, which is one of the best parts. He uses history. He uses their history together to ask her to marry him, which is just so romantic. But but that is something that Ben did. He used their mutual love of books. Mm -hmm. He used used secrecy because even though he couldn't surprise her in all aspects, he still managed to surprise her in some ways. And that guy thought of everything. And then just under the archway of roses. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I think I'm gonna faint. This has got to be the best proposal that I have seen in a movie on the small screen. It was just it could not have been more perfect. It was very sweet, which which mm. is good that it lived up to its name, One Winter Proposal. It needed to be a big scene, a showstopper. It better have been good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So just everything from like getting, bringing her a dress. I thought that was so cute. Although I would not want that to happen, by the way, for me. <laughs> good thing you're married. <laughs> yeah. So- and bringing her a dress, you know, setting up, sending it all up, being secretive, which is kind of something she had against him a little bit, you know, like, if yeah, her, she if did. She had, yeah. If she had one thing against him, it would be the secret thing. Let's plan things together. Let's do things together. And I started thinking, girl, you benefit from every one of his big secrets. Like, I don't know what yeah. your problem is. <laughs> but like, I think it was more so in in the next movie, but I was like, I feel because my, that was one thing my husband and I had to work through. He was the kind of guy of like, if I feel like you need to know, 
I'll tell you. And I'm like, I just want to be part of the decision making. And I want to, so I kind of felt her on that, but I, I was like, it must be that like mystery writer in her, like daughter of a detective. She (laughs) wants to be in the know. (laughs) Yes. With the third movie, with the third movie, I totally agree with the second movie. If I had known that my husband was going to propose, I think for me personally, it would have ruined the moment. I wanted, I wanted it to be a surprise. I didn't want to know it was coming. I didn't even want to really pick out my ring. I wanted him to, I wanted him to surprise me with everything. So I actually, I found the ring that I wanted with my mom. And so I said, okay, you tell him. (laughs) (laughs) okay so so for this movie this one winter proposal you know we kind of all know what's coming they're they're going back to their to clara lake yeah Uh, and then i was actually surprised though she finds this receipt in his jacket right and i was like oh is this how they're going to do it? This whole movie, you know, she's going to anticipate it. But that became kind of some points of humor for her to anticipate. And you could see her getting ready. Yeah. For like, oh, we're doing it here, you know, type of thing. And he, <laughs> and he never did, you know. And then he pulls out the helmet. Right. <laughs> With the ponytail. Holder. I thought she'd be more excited about yeah. it. <laughs> Poor girl. I think that's what I loved about the proposal when it actually happened because the buildup was just so good all throughout the movie because she's saw this receipt. So she's like anticipating that it's coming. And then every time they sit down and she thinks it's happening, it's not. And then he's read the book. And so he's like, are we based off the characters? The characters don't end up together. Is that us? And Sean's like, dude, it's a book. (laughs) That's what I want to tell him. Dude, it's a book. Okay, wait, how did you feel about Megan and Sean losing contact over that year? Like they just, they were in the same city. They just, it was missed, you know, missed calls, unanswered emails, or, you know, just missed opportunities. And they just kind of didn't meet up. It was worth it to see them look at each other completely awkwardly and clink glasses on New Year's Eve with everyone kissing around kissing. You know, it made me think about how in the first movie, because they they're at the bookstore at the same time, but they don't know who each other are in like the first movie in a scene. And it was just like a reminder of how like they had to be removed from their day to day life to find each other, even though their paths have probably crossed multiple times. And it just kind of showed in the second movie how. I, I don't want to say like you have to leave your life and the things that you do for it to work, but like. I think if you want to make it work, you're going to figure out how to make it work. But like, especially in the second movie, Megan was so career focused. She was. So much. And I mean, that was cool to see, but I was like, okay, you're going to have to, I hate to see when the Hallmark heroines have to like give up their career for love, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, you're going to have to like meet him. Right. In the middle. Right. (laughs) So, So ordinarily I would be upset that they that they just lost it over over that year but you know I don't think it happened immediately because we're talking a year later yeah and the other thing is it gave them a place to grow yeah it gave them it gave them a chance to grow because they were the strong ones in the first movie Mm -hmm. yeah And so 
now Kara and Ben are the strong ones mm-hmm. in a solid relationship. And so yeah. it gave it gave Sean and Megan a chance to grow. And you know, it's just when Sean says, I was afraid you were going to spend the weekend playing matchmaker with fictional characters. Nope, just you and Megan. it did it did provide a a nice way to give them a fresh start kind of like let's focus on their on them like a fresh start here for them without introducing brand new characters and brand new friends you know so that was that was good and then my heart broke when she's like he's moving I was like oh, oh no we just like reconnected and now he's gone or he's leaving <laughs> I think the I think the other thing that having them come back together did is it allowed their friendships to help each other you know yeah. because things are still awkward between Sean and Megan they're definitely not awkward with uh with Kara and Ben yeah you know they're they're not awkward at all (laughs) but since things are still awkward they're still going to spend time in their friendships not just the romantic relationships right you know so um when uh when Ben and Sean are in the sauna and and he says I can't believe I fought with Kara over fictional characters yeah and that is a classic line and it reminds me so much of today moving on (laughs) (laughs) but Sean was able to say the Ben Livingston I know two canceled meetings he'd take his business elsewhere and it gave Ben something to think about if if Sean had been all lovey-dovey and totally into Megan and didn't want to do anything with Ben then mm. it would have been harder to get that, you know, because right. Kara had things to say and Sean had things to say to him and right. they both helped him grow. And, I just, and it was just fun to watch them play matchmaker. You yeah. Know, when, like, uh, Ethan, your, uh, your, your girlfriend, she works at the magazine, right? And, uh, nope. She's a teacher. She's yeah. a teacher. Right. Ethan has a girlfriend <laughs> who's a teacher. Oh dear. Please just stop now. <laughs> I know they're so cute. It was so blatantly obvious that that's what they were trying to do. Yeah. I know. I was like, we're not even going to try to like sugarcoat it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I loved it. That was fun. I did though. I, you're right. I did kind of gasp when he, um, with the proposal and the books that he used and, um, the, you know, just to build into her encouragement and support. I mean, what, a what a sweet guy. I mean, so sweet. Yeah. And just, genuine. It was genuine to them. Yes, it was. It was very genuine to them and probably, and I mean, the best line the best line that he, uh, that she said is, you got one thing wrong. What, what, you know, he's looking around. What did I do? What, what's missing? (laughs) You surprise me every day with how wonderful you are. And all of these things mixed in together, starting from the very beginning, when he comes up behind her and surprises her and kisses her (laughs) and then says, Kara, I'm so proud of you. 
Yeah. You know, and all of these incredible, wonderful things driving 40 miles to get that ring size so she wouldn't find out about it. You know, <laughs> going completely out of his way to be romantic with her. That was, he has been wonderful mm -hmm. the entire movie. Mm -hmm. And it only makes sense that she would acknowledge that yeah. and that it would surprise her every day because he does something new every day to show just how much he loves her. And I'm going to cry now I know. <laughs> because it's well, so cute. They, what they did was they built into this romance without being too, too sappy, you know, or yes. too, too yucky. Like, honestly, I, yucky, Carrie. Yucky? Yucky. What? Yucky. <laughs> no, but that's that's a tiny bit of a, a critique I have against Aurora Tea Garden and um, her, her fiance, Nick Miller. Nick. Because they're so sappy and he kisses her and she's like, see how good you are at comforting me. And I, like she oh. literally said that in the movie. And I was like, that's a mood killer. <laughs> so I was like, what? But this one, this one is so much better. Like they, they just play in. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Cammy. But it's better. It's like genuine relationship, genuine compliments, genuine foundations that they're building together. And so you don't mind their, their little sap. You want it. You want to yeah, see that. So I thought it was cute. You and I just think it's, it's fun because he's such a good guy. And here she is sleuthing the whole time for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> you make a really, really good point because that was one thing that I was afraid would happen in oh. this movie is yeah. that there was going to be some really ridiculous reason that they were going to call off the wedding or right. they were going to postpone uh, not call off the wedding but he was going to decide not to propose you know that everything's yeah. going to turn out all right in the end but they had tiffs yes because any couple yeah. who is committed to each other is going to argue if if a couple does not argue about something then somebody's lying. That's yeah, my philosophy. Right. <laughs> you know, you know so, yeah. some, somebody is lying that if you agree on everything all the time yeah. and, but they supported each other. They mm -hmm. helped each other. The drama for the most part, they had their tiffs, but their, but their drama was outside. Right. Yeah. You know, it was fighting against his lost opportunities right. and him trying to figure out how to get this investor to help and to, and to get the investor to listen to him. And she runs up all excited with her new slogan. Everyone starts somewhere. Yeah. She doesn't take credit for it. She just immediately gives it to him out of love. And she doesn't want right. to and she wants him to have all of it and all the glory and then I mean the the idea to have the idea to have Porter's wife come down right. the come down I the hill that. on a charmed on a charmed board you know <laughs> which I mean it makes me think that even I could go down on a charmed board <laughs> <laughs> hearing how good it is you know <laughs> 
Um, she basically but, sealed the deal for him. She did, <laughs> absolutely. And that was all Kara's idea. I mean, Ben didn't even know what she was doing, but he trusted her yeah. and she gave all the glory and that it's just so cute when the two of them walk in and they go to their prospective guys and yeah. hug them. I was like, okay, that's just adorable. You know, so... <laughs> Yeah, we, we really got to see how they compliment each other. Cause rem- it was that movie, right? Was it the second movie where her book is coming out and Megan's magazine, the girls yes, that, reviewed it's the it. second one. Okay. And he's like, look at all these books. Like you, basically you're gonna have some negative criticism, yeah. but like keep writing your books, keep putting your books out there. And I was yeah. like, you tell her Ben. We just want to take a break from the show just to have a little check-in before we go on in the show. So we actually want to talk about our sponsor for this week, um, BetterHelp. Uh, in 2021, it's definitely okay to talk about your mental health, about your happiness. Humans aren't meant to keep everything inside. It can make us sick and therapy helps. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now. Maybe you need some tools to help. Maybe you've got stress, insecurity, problems in your relationship, um, aren't not dealing well with things going on in your life. And that's what therapy can be. And whatever you need, don't be ashamed because normal humans struggle and they start to feel better and that's okay. It's good to start to feel better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers you video, phone, or a live chat session with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. The good thing is BetterHelp is much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. See if it's for you because you are your greatest asset. So this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Hallmarkies Podcasts. And listeners can get 10% off of their first month of better at betterhelp.com slash Hallmarkies. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash Hallmark Gatsby, Chicago Tribune called it obviously unimportant. <laughs> yeah, and then he, the Three Musketeers, he's naming off all of these classics. Yeah. There's not one book here that, there's not one book here that hasn't been put through the ringer. Yeah. That's not the line, but I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> and then he says, if it's in your heart, no one can touch it. I was like, exactly. Man. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's fun. If I was, if I was single, you don't want him. I'll take him. You know? <laughs> ben Livingston. Ben was good with words. Ben <laughs> is very, very good with words. And, you know, going off that, going off that same thing is not only do they support each other, but they're so quick to apologize to each other, which is something that is so important if you want to make a relationship work and, you know, just, they, they immediately Mm -hmm. are both apologizing. Like, no, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I'm like, okay, you're both sorry. Move on. Have you guys, have you guys heard that, um, saying that marriage, a good marriage is made up of two good forgivers. 
I have never heard that saying. That? Yeah, that's free. Have you? Have I you heard haven't. that? Yeah. So that, I that is profound. Yeah, just a mar- a good marriage is made up of two good forgivers, um, which you know I think all three of us have having been married for at least a decade, right? Yeah. Um, yep. I mean, we know that to be true. You know, yes, you want to love someone well. Yes, you want to um, support them well and their dreams, and you call out the best in them. And but you also want to forgive them when they make a mistake because you know you will. And I'm going to want forgiveness when I make a mistake. And so that's, they, they do, um, they do that well to your point, Kimmy, they do that yeah. well, Ben and Carol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really, they really, really do. Okay. <laughs> Let's move <laughs> to one perfect wedding. <laughs> one perfect one wedding. Perfect wedding. Now, do we do we wonder why it wasn't called one winter wedding is this was this well it's because it was released in spring it was released in the spring in the spring fling however however the entire movie they're talking about the spring surprise of fresh powder so here is my here is my pitch why not call it one winterish wedding <laughs> winterish <laughs> because it's it's it was released in spring during spring fling so you can't call it one winter wedding but the entire and i know i know this circumstance to be true because you know and carrie i know you do in chicago oh yeah <laughs> today today was 80 degrees but we're not putting away our coats yet because it could be winter could still be here my sister-in-law lives in utah and she sent us a video of it snowing you know (laughs) today so you know it's so i mean i know that the circumstance happens and the wedding is the wedding is uh, almost postponed because how many inches for for no it doesn't say it doesn't Doesn't say. say it just says a huge freak snowstorm so why not call it one winterish wedding? Yeah. You know, that winter-ish. way it do- that way it's not winter, but it doesn't lose. Yeah, it it, it doesn't lose the momentum. I guess right. I, I'm trying to say, you know, it's, right. I was like, it was, is it because it, is it because it's one winter weekend, one winter proposal equals one perfect wedding is that what we were I was trying to figure it out today because that's a good point I yeah. was literally like why did we name this something totally <laughs> different <laughs> but then I was like well maybe because Megan's trying to make everything perfect for Kara yeah. like I don't know yeah and I mean well we can talk about this in a sec too but um I mean it, it did end up being a perfect wedding for them you it know did. that that was it did kind of a cool thing to see come together because at first I was like we just play fast and loose with the word perfect here on Hallmark sometimes that I'm like oh we've got to put this perfect (laughs) perfect (laughs) word to bed here but it was the perfect wedding for them which was kind of cool to see um all the details out beautiful yeah it turned out gorgeous Uh it did it did (laughs) it turned out great okay but we're getting ahead of ourselves okay okay let's get this out of the way right now the shaved head and beard. I, well, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't get into it. I tried, I tried, I tried, but he is so 
handsome. He's so handsome with the hairstyle from the first two movies and the clean shaven look. And then I'm like, who are you? Oh, you are. Right. Were, were you recast? Nope. Nope. That's the same voice. I was <laughs> like, is this supposed to make him look a little older? Like, what's the deal with the shaved head? I mean, I didn't think it was hideous on him, but I was like, I miss you with the hair. Right. <laughs> Especially when, I mean, if this was just, if this was just an independent movie, that would be one thing, but it's part of a right. trilogy, trilogy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I well, you know, know, and they made her hair look different as well. So, so I think that drastic. was a little bit of a, you know, a little, uh, your hair's different. My hair's different. Time has, time has moved on, you know, but honestly, honestly, you guys, a bald head, a shaved head is a viable hair option for men my age, which is 40. But the, honestly, men, their, their hair is thinning. And so they're like, I'm going to shave it. So there are a lot of guys my age who they tend to go that way. And it did not bother me. It did not bother okay. me at all. My, hu like, my husband is my husband. I mean, my husband, my brother, my brother's 45 and he's started and his, he started losing his hair in his 20s and he's been bald forever, but not Ben. I thought, <laughs> I thought Ben pulled it off. I thought he pulled it off. I, he was He's a very handsome guy. He totally had an Andre Agassi type of vibe to me with the beard and the shaved head. I was like, he just needs a tennis racket and we are good to go. Like <laughs> it was like a new swagger for Ben. He it was, was. Like a little bit older, a little bit more confident. His business is, you know, still booming. It was different. It was, it was new swagger. <laughs> that's it was a, definitely that's... different. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I am, I am not a fan of, I'm not a fan of bald and facial hair anyway. Yeah. Uh -huh. Um, either one. Yeah. I mean, if did you I just don't... miss, you just missed the whole lumberjack phase of like five years ago. Okay. I, I guess I did. I mean, I don't have a problem. Like, Oh, no, you you have a bald head. No, I don't have a problem with it. I just don't, I, I don't prefer it. I prefer men with hair and I prefer men clean shaven. And so when both of them are gone from a guy that I have previously seen, you know, I'm just like, wait a minute. I know it's possible for you to have a full head of hair. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, okay. So his total, his look to you was totally different. What about like, who he was as like a character was that oh no that no that, that was fine that yeah was fine. that was like totally totally similar like the ben we knew from the last two movies was totally the ben we knew now kara was still sleuthing because she thought he was up to something <laughs> <laughs> i'm like ben just tell her you want to purchase the hotel <laughs> yeah okay let's go there the whole secrets thing i did not think that was necessary. I no. didn't either. Why, it felt like fluff. Why are you trying? You, I mean, who are you trying to impress? This woman is going to be your wife. Yeah, I know. Why, why are you even trying to do that? Okay, so, so. At, they, let's talk about that scene. They were at lunch. They were somewhere. And he says a little secrecy, a little secret here and there makes a marriage exciting is what he said. Yeah, it keeps mm -hmm. things exciting. Yeah, mm -hmm. and she goes, well, it depends uh, on the secret. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, what do you girls think of that? A little secret here and there 
keeps the marriage exciting. I'm with Kara. It depends on the secret. Yeah, I mean, if, um, you know, in all of those Christmas movies, when the guy has a surprise for the girl, but he doesn't say that he has a surprise for her. And it's so just she a thinks, surprise. So that she thinks that he's up to no good. I, right. I say, no, 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 no. But if, you know, but if he won't let her in the apartment and he says, I have a surprise for you. Now go away. You know, that's, <laughs> you know, like, there is a reason that you cannot come in. Mm-hmm. That is, that I feel is okay. And those are the kinds of secrets that I'm fine with. Right. But when you won't even let them know that you're working on something. Yeah. Something and so then you, then you come off suspicious. I'm just, yeah. you know. I'm like, no, no, don't do that. (laughs) Do you think that it was their way of trying to tackle the idea of trust? Because I think that's exactly what it was. Yeah, go ahead. In the end, it it was nothing, but I guess Kara had to learn like her husband's that he says, like, if I feel like you need to know, I would have said he wanted to wait for it to the deal to go through basically. And then he wanted to have a happy ever after to tell her. Um, So knowing that her husband's like that, does she now have to work on just trusting that if he has something going on, he'll eventually tell me, but then Ben knowing that his wife wants to know, like it just, it felt like their way of talking about Mm -hmm. trust being something Mm -hmm. that they need to talk about as a couple, but I don't feel like we really got to see them talk about it I don't know we didn't get to see but I think that's a concept that was explored okay yeah you know because he booked the chalet for the wedding without talking to her Mm -hmm. and she found out and she says I wish we would have made that decision together Together. and he goes Mm -hmm. right I need to work on that don't I Mm -hmm. so he acknowledged that you know so and and then and then you know, she, she realizes that he wanted the deal to go through before he told her so that he could have a happy ending to tell her. So without putting it in those words, I think that's the concept that we got. Mm -hmm. So, but I think you just put it very eloquently there, Brie. Mm -hmm. Good job. (laughs) And I will say I was a little confused because I was like, okay, we're supposed to be going to Rome, but now we're not going to Rome. So we're supposed to be at the courthouse. How, like and now we're, now we're going that, to the warehouse. That that is a little tiny bit of a critique that I have. The storyline went everywhere for the for the first half hour of the movie. I was I it was making my head spin, you know. <laughs> and and you know Ben is talking to his little sister Zoe. I'm like sister. What happened to the brother that you learned to snowboard with? You know, will you be my best woman? Mom's given her blessing and dad would have been really proud. What happened to the brother? (laughs) What happened to the brother that you almost got thrown out of that brat restaurant with, you know, you know, and then, you know, when, when Kara is talking to her book agent, Renee, and uh, and the book agent says that she wants a pitch on the 10th. And she said, oh, the weekend before I leave, I was kind of hoping to spend some time with Ben. 
And then all of a sudden, two scenes later, the wedding's on for that weekend. I'm like, hold it. What the <laughs> heck? You know, and we've already canceled two weddings. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just that. Yeah. I did have, I did have an issue with that. Wait a second, people. Can we please keep the storyline consistent and go back and watch the movie so you can keep it consistent? (laughs) And we have them, we have them rushing to do this wedding because they're going to leave each other. (laughs) I mean, because like they're going to. What happened to Asia? Asia is never mentioned again. So he's going to Asia. Yeah. She's going to Europe on a book tour. And so they she'll have- only be gone a couple of months. And then she'll, months. I guess she'll go to Asia. Yeah, she'll go to Asia. <laughs> Asia's never mentioned again, though, yeah. after that one line. Yeah, <laughs> so- they did. I thought they, they wrapped up storylines and like brought you up to speed. Yes, really fast. But they had to, in a sense, you know, they had to yeah. cover some ground and oh this oh remember this oh my my third book a pitch and so I mean they really had to catch us up in order to get us to Clara Lake and finally be at that place where it all began so did you feel like they were trying to do a little bit too much because I loved the storyline of oh now I want to investigate this couple and so then I feel like I kind of forgot about it we weren't hearing anything (laughs) about it and then the piano singer lady all of a sudden it's like, oh, you're the daughter of them. And I was like, really? <laughs> of course. <laughs> it felt so easy. <laughs> no, honestly, I mean, you bring up such a good point. But too much. I mean, they brought, they introduced so many new characters. Five, five yeah. at least. Yeah. I mean, this, the dad, the mom. Oh, okay, so Kara's dad, Megan's mom, Ben's sister. And we have the book agent, the piano lady, the new hotel guy. And I like, love the oh. hotel guy. <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> that poor guy. He was under a sun lamp constantly. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> like I told Ben, okay. <laughs> and Zoe, I was like, okay, every scene Zoe's in, Megan and Kara are just like throwing dresses at her to carry. And I'm like, this is Ben's sister. <laughs> He's not your intern. Like, yeah, Ben's intern. But then she encourages it, you know, and she's like, oh, no, no, give it to me, give it to me. And yeah. then she like, I mean, wouldn't you? I feel like I oh. would, too, like, just to have a job, just to do something. She you just know. wanted to be part of it. Yeah, just and to be part of it. she messes up the dress. Oh, oh my, my gosh, the dresses. I did was she like, mess up the dress? She did. Okay, because I remember when when Megan tells her and she's like saying it, I was like, okay, this is going to be significant. The dresses are going to get messed <laughs> up. And so when it happened, I was like, did she mess it up or Kara hands Kara hands her the credit card and tells her the correct colors, which it was moonflower and moonstone. Yes. That's not fair. You know, have her write it down. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but then she goes to the then she goes to the desk and she mixes it up. So, but here's my question. That wasn't a bridal gown with a huge long train. It just looked like a nice formal gown. So why didn't Megan wear that? Because Zoe had a purple, Zoe had a purple dress and then Megan. They were altered to fit their specific shape and size. They're basically the same size. (laughs) No, No, they aren't. 
distinct figures. And this, this, these two girls were totally different because I thought the same thing. And then I was like, no, this is how wedding dresses work. You know, alterations happen and stuff like that, that you just, you can't just throw on. Okay. So I'm short and I have a really tall sister and we cannot share clothes interchangeably like that. Yeah. So I mean, it all worked out in the end because the scene that made me cry was the wedding dress. So, (laughs) oh God, when her dad sees her and he starts tearing up, I was like, there I go. Now I'm crying. (laughs) I love that. That's so sentimental. I mean, that was perfect. See, that's it. That's one of those perfect things. Like if I'm listing out perfect wedding things for them in this movie, that was it. You know, yes, the mix up of these dresses, but her dad had brought her mom's dress put puts a little bit a little bit of this on your wedding dress you know and so it was there like that was perfect yeah they're like how are you have you have a backup for my backup do you have a backup for this (laughs) but somebody else somebody else did (laughs) (laughs) it was so good yes that was cute mama came through he did (laughs) mama came through even though she was only there in spirit yeah yeah I, I will say, I will say this, the editing together of the scene when Zoe is telling Ben and Megan is telling uh, Kara about the wedding can be postponed or yeah. we can do this <laughs> and we can make it work. And just the going back and forth, back and forth between yeah, uh, between these two over here and then these two over here and then the responses being interchanged. I thought that that was a really great scene. I and it just shows, you know, more of the teamwork that I thought is so, that is so well done. Yeah. And while while we're on the wedding, let's, let's just, let's, let's talk about the vows. Because, oh gosh. Those vows were precious. Well, like you said, the one winter proposal was a really nice proposal scene. I I liked this um, wedding, this ceremony scene. It was quite a bit. There are some that you cringe at sometimes and you're like, oh, I, that is so weird. Is that it? You know, but this one, they just said such beautiful vows. And then Megan's mom, who was the uh, officiant, she just was very poised and handled things very well. So what was the part, though, that you're thinking of, Cammie, the the specific vows? Was it Ben's? It was both. So I wrote I wrote down the parts of both vows that meant the most to me. We can't control what's out there. It's easier to face life's hiccups when we face them together as a team. Mm-hmm. You know, so like you were saying, Bree, it's a level of trust mm-hmm. and he has learned that lesson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we go to Kara. My father's a detective. I'm a mystery writer. But the one thing I've never had to question is your love for me. Yeah, that was very. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for everything you have shared with me. Everything you will share. I'll always be willing to listen. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> that that was a really nice wrap up of their the whole trust issues that you had pointed out, Brie. You know, just the the different things that they brought to the table and were kind of suspicious of each other. They really owned that and yeah. and wrapped that up well. Yeah. What did you think of the um the weddings and the vows and ceremony, Brie? I loved it. I think most important, I just thought it was beautiful the way that it turned out. I was like, this has been a mess the entire movie. (laughs) So what's it going to look like? (laughs) And so when we finally get it, I mean, I was crying when she walked in and her dad saw her and her mom's dress. And then it was just, it was beautiful. And like, I, I think it was the perfect wrap up for their relationship that we've now, you know, been along for the ride for, for these three movies. But I will say my heart was hoping that Sean would have showed up. <laughs> okay. Okay. I know. Let's, let's go there. Let's, let's go do. there. Let's <laughs> because do. Because me personally, it did not feel like a true wrap up to the story because there wasn't the four of them there. Mm-hmm. I know he was there remotely, but it just wasn't the same. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't have that interaction mm-hmm. with the four of them that made this trilogy or, you know, I, I should say movie and sequel at, you know, with the first two, it set them apart. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a foursome instead of the main couple and a side couple. It was a foursome. And so when the foursome's not there. Yeah. It, I still enjoyed it. And I love that Sean proposed, even though it was a little odd. (laughs) 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 But my sister, my sister-in-law, one of my sister's-in-law is Canadian. And, you know, so my, my brother made an audio tape and recorded himself proposing and then mailed the ring so you know so I guess at least this time she saw his face so oh wow (laughs) that's true okay so I I think they did the best they could you know under the circumstances this may have been a movie that still was quite affected by the pandemic and COVID and you know we we're starting to see less and less of that, although the actors are still quarantining and things like that. But we as an audience are, you know, there's there's movies now that we're not saying, oh, quarantine, green screen because of the COVID, you know, yeah. or stuff like that. But we are, this may have been affected because of that. I don't know. But so they did the best they could. The I only think it was random... just a scheduling problem. I, I think yeah. that he just couldn't make it. So, well, you know who could make it up the mountain though was her mom. So that was good. Yeah. <laughs> that, was <weird. laughs> that was weird to me. It's like mom's here and mom snowboards. So that was really cool to see her <laughs> zoom down the mountain at the end. That was funny. So Brie, Sean's absence worked, didn't work. What do you think? I didn't like, I just wanted him to show up. I mean, I got like, he's in Australia working and I I just kept hoping he's going to show up for the wedding. He's going to show like the last scene or yeah, Yeah. because he kept trying to, he went like, especially when he tried to propose and it was like some cufflinks. (laughs) He was so disappointed. (laughs) 
just was like, just show up. So it was, yeah, like you said, we're so used to that foursome that having him not there, it just felt a little bit awkward. And like Ben's talking to him on FaceTime while he's playing chess or whatever. And I'm like, he just needs to be there. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was not the same. I, I understand that they needed to get the movie made because they've been trying to get it made for so long, but I think I would have preferred them waiting for, um, for him to be available. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, however, however, let's talk about what amazing friends Kara and Ben are when they have a one day honeymoon. Yes. (laughs) It's the morning after their wedding. (laughs) (laughs) And Kara has already had to pitch her third book. Shout out to wood chopping. (laughs) (laughs) The hallmark of a great hallmark man. (laughs) But, um, but so Kara is pitching her third book and that look of anxiousness between the two of them when Ben comes in with the with tray the and then I, I loved the ease I love the ease yeah. he puts down the tray oh thank you pulls her legs onto his yeah. lap it was very sweet very easy and felt it it felt like they had a very very big connection and you yeah. could you could feel that they were a newly married couple. Yeah. And then <laughs> to give up their one day honeymoon <laughs> to help their one of their best friends propose to their other best friend. <laughs> yeah. it, just, it, it, you know, that's, that's what friends are yeah. for. And at first it was kind of weird because Kara like bends down and, for, you know, she's like, she's pretending to be Sean and but Ben I was like, pulls off her glove you know? I was like you know what like the, you're like her childhood best friend if he's marrying her he's right. kind of like marrying you too and vice versa like right. these these friendships are now connected so it it was a little weird at first but I was like I like what they did there like, yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 and it just shows what some people are willing to do for friendship yeah. and that mm-hmm. That is something because you know that these four, no matter where life takes them, they'll be back. You know, I don't know if they're going to do another movie. I would love for them to do another movie, but I don't know if they will. Yeah, because... But I think that just, they couldn't end it just with Ben and Kara, you know, just to kiss. No, you had to, to wrap kiss the next up. day. Yeah, you had to bring in Megan and Sean, you know. So they they did the best they could with that, and so to to end it that way, that that was it's pretty good for me, you know. Yeah, and you that- know, yeah, and you know that these four are gonna be friends for life. Yeah, there's there's way too much history. Yeah. <laughs> and there was something like I I really loved Kara. But there was something about Megan. I feel like there was a lot of time spent on the growth of Megan. Like she starts out as his assistant and then she, the next movie, she's like at a new company and she's like operations manager and she can't say no to things, which is kind of a trend of hers because that was her character arc in an evergreen movie as well. Like somebody's like, do you ever say no to stuff? (laughs) Well, and she can't, she can't say, she can't say no in this movie either. Yeah. (laughs) But it was like, I, I really liked seeing her like finally eventually in one of the I think it's the second movie maybe like the boss calls her and she's like 
no, it, it is the second. She's like, no, let, let Ethan do it. Like Ethan will be great for this. And yeah. I was like, girl, you need to cut Ethan some slack because right. you want to work all the time. Doesn't mean he does. <laughs> but she did have some really great growth that yeah. you're so right that as a character, she, she grew so well and yet stayed very much the same and stayed very likable um, too. So that, yeah, I agree. She was something about Megan. Well, and that wraps up the One Winter Trilogy. One Winter Trilogy. <laughs> that's my, that's the name and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Did you catch the quote at the end of the last movie? Because they're one? like going down the mountain and somebody says, I, I feel like they said it's all downhill from here. And somebody chimes in and is like, but it'll be a really wild ride or like I'm, I'm in it for the wild. It was, it was so good, but I was like, it's all downhill from here. Like, I don't know if I like that part, but it was <laughs> perfect. It was perfect. The way that they ended it. I loved that. Sean said, just don't hit anybody, please. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> she got hit in the first movie and yes. Megan and then Sean got hit in the, in second. the second movie <laughs> so just don't hit anybody please yeah that was a cute callback yeah 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 all right Hallmarkies well you've heard it here the one winter trilogy we hope you enjoyed going through this journey as much as we did talking about it <laughs> So Brie, where can people find you? I am on Instagram at falling for romance, where I talk about romance novels. No. <laughs> yeah. With a lot of excitement. <laughs> Carrie, where can people find you? People can find me on Instagram as well. Come visit me at Hallmark Comics. That's Hallmark underscore comics. You're so talented, Carrie. I love oh, your page. You. <laughs> we need to convince her to get a Twitter account. <laughs> I don't have. <laughs> and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Cami Drama Girl. Cami is spelled K-A-M-I. I have uh, the Hooked Hardy Facebook page and my blog is hookedhardy.com. You can also find me on Deliver Me a Podcast and Hardy's Hotline, where we cover Sign Seal Delivered and When Calls the Heart exclusively. And we would love for you to also follow this podcast, Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast all over social media. If you're listening on iTunes, please give us your ratings and reviews. And if you're watching on YouTube, which is where the fun is at, because you see all of us crack up, <laughs> please, please give us a thumbs up. And also please consider becoming a patron because we love to, we love to have people join our Patreon group and we have special events at least once a month. And so that's always lots of fun. And we hope to see you all very soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.